Yay, taxes. <laughs> Not something that you normally hear every single day, right? So a couple years ago, I did a tax preparers course because we needed to know for our incomes and different investments that we have, and also like me working side gigs, tutoring and things like that, of different decisions we make throughout the year, how that will affect us with our taxes at the end of the year. And so I did the tax preparers course, but I am in no means an expert. I know the basics. So I do recommend that anything I tell you, you can go look up for yourself. I will try to tell you where to find things, all that good stuff. Um, Do your own research. As a teacher, that's what I try to teach kids is go do your own research and double check people's facts and things like that. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about filling out a W-4, which is the employee's withholding certificate. Anytime you start a position or a job, you're going to have to fill out a W-4. If you do not fill out a W-4, employers are supposed to treat it like you did, but filled out for singles. They will withhold quite a bit from your paycheck for you. Um, But there are some other things you can do in order to make it less withheld from your paycheck. So the idea of a W-4 is to withhold tax money from your paycheck so that way at the end of the year, well, technically at the beginning of the year, when you go to file your taxes, that you don't get any back and you don't have to pay anything in. So that would be like the ideal is you paid the exact amount that you needed to pay, no more and no less. But with that being said, that very, very rarely ever happens, just so you know. Generally, people would prefer having extra withheld so that you get some money back on your tax return. It's not free money. It is your money. It's not coming out of nowhere. It's coming out of your paycheck. Um, But on the flip side, some people would rather pay in because then they're not allowing the government to use their money in the meantime, if that makes any sense. Um, So when you look at the W form, so you can just type into Google W four form and then 2023, that's this year's they updated it. They don't change much every year though. It's still pretty similar. They did change it a couple years ago. And the idea was that it would actually withhold less money from your month to month paycheck. So that way you were getting more take home pay. But what people didn't realize was that less money being withheld each month meant you will probably pay more at the end of the year, whenever you go to file your taxes. So that kind of set some people up for owing the IRS money when they didn't really want to be, and they didn't really have the preparation or the funds to do that. Now, if you are somebody who is really great about budgeting and you can set those taxes aside, feel free. Just know that they're going to request that you make quarterly payments so that way you're not saving it all up for one big chunk because um, the IRS knows that most Americans don't have the forward thinkingness and the budgeting to plan for just making one large lump sum in April. They will make you pay quarterly installments. And if you're self-employed and things of that nature and you are making enough money, then you will have to do monthly or quarterly payments, just so you know. So the W-4, though, helps your employer take care of some of that for you and you don't have to be as concerned. So the beginning, the step one, if you're looking at the form, is just your name, your personal information. And then part C says, hey, are you single or married filed separately? Are you married filing jointly or qualifying surviving spouse? Or are you the head of household? Head of household is really complicated and complex. Not going there today. If you are 16 to 26, chances are you're single. You're married filing separately, which I don't recommend unless you really have a specific reason to. 
or you're married filing jointly. Hopefully you're not just a qualifying surviving spouse because that's a really sad situation. Um, but married filing jointly means that they will not withhold as much as if you were single. Um, they assume that if you're single, you don't have any kids married filing separately. You don't get a lot of the tax breaks that you would if you were filing jointly. Um, so then they're going to withhold more if you are single versus if you are filing jointly and married. Now, you do not have to pick the same thing that you do to file your taxes. So for example, I have always marked single, even though I do file jointly and a married type of thing. But because I have side gigs, I need a little extra withheld to cover the self-employment taxes that I should be paying on that funds instead. So single, they're just going to withhold more money than married filing jointly. Um, then complete steps two through four only if you have those certain situations. So if you are working multiple jobs or if you, um, what does it say? If there are only two jobs total, you may check this box, do the form on W-4 on the other job, generally accurate. So you can have one job withhold everything and the other job does not withhold anything type of thing. Um, so on step two, it refers you to a worksheet on page three, which is pretty fun. But essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out what your annual income will be between all of your jobs. This will help get a better idea of how much needs to be paid each year to help prevent that needing to pay in April whenever you file your, ta file your taxes and ideally getting maybe something a little bit back. Um, so you just follow the worksheet. It's two jobs, three jobs, that kind of thing, and they'll figure out the annual thing. Now, you could technically divide up your withholdings between each job, or you can choose to have just one job withhold it. That would make one job paycheck extremely low and the other two jobs look a little bit higher. Up to you on how you want to do that, though, if you're working more than one job. Just as a heads up, do look at that worksheet and it will help you. Um, and then if you go back to the main one, step three is looking at dependents and other credits. And step four is also other adjustments. So what these are looking for is if you have kids, you get to have a tax break for having children. Not a lot. Not a reason to have kids, just so you know. But it is there. Also, paying for qualifying care for other dependents. So us paying for daycare, us paying for the nanny, that kind of thing does get us a little bit of a refund because we've had to have those expenses type of thing. Um, so this is just trying to figure out... Step two is kind of figuring out how much you make in a year. Step three and four is kind of... How much are you planning on getting deducted from that? So how much do you not need to pay taxes on? And then you can always opt in 4C. You can always opt to have extra withholding. So if you know that you're going to make a lot of money on something else that you're like selling a house, you could opt to have extra withholding. And then that would help cover the capital gains taxes on that. If you're not selling a house, you don't have to worry about it. If you're not working multiple jobs, you don't necessarily have to work about it, worry about it. You can just mark single or married filing jointly and let it be what it is. Then you sign it and you submit it to your employer. There are some interesting things though of you, if you do not have any tax liability, so you didn't owe taxes last year or you are um, on disability or you're too young, well disability depends on the situation, 
we'll just go there. But if you're too young to have to pay taxes type of thing, and you're not going to make enough to pay taxes, there's no such thing as too young to have to pay taxes. But there is something about not making enough money to have to pay taxes. Um, And generally, whenever you're a high schooler, or you're in college, and you're working just a job on the weekends kind of thing, you don't normally make enough money to have to pay taxes all the time. Um, And so if you have no tax liability last year and you don't expect any this year, there is a form that you can fill out and you have to submit it to your employer every single year. That bypasses any tax withholding kind of thing. Um, So like I said, this was modified with the Tax Cuts and Job Act, which took effect in 2019 or on 2019's taxes. It took effect, I guess, in technically 2020. Um, and it really did lower the amount of withholding, but that increased your monthly paycheck. But again, that increased the likelihood of you having to pay in taxes later. So when you are marking your single box, what it's going to do is going to assume that you want withheld at the single rate. If you're married filing jointly, you have um, a larger, gosh, I forget what the word is for it. You have essentially a larger allowance of income each year before you really have to pay taxes on it. It's your standard deduction. That's what it is. So if you're single, your standard deduction is $12,950. If you don't make more than $12,950, you don't pay taxes if you're single. That's as simple as that. Married filing jointly, I think it's like 24, 25,000 and some odd. Um, you can look those numbers up. They are on the form 1040. So if you look up IRS 1040 on the form itself on the bottom left-hand side at the very whenever you get to that line of the standard deduction or itemized deduction, um, it'll show you how much the standard deduction is for married filing jointly, single married filing separately, head of household, that kind of thing. But the single rate, which is probably most of you guys, is going to be $12,950. So again, if you don't make more than that in a year, you don't have to pay taxes. Now, with that being said, if you did not request an exemption for your W-4 from your employer, they are more than likely withholding taxes. You can see this at the end of the year when you get your W-2. In one of the boxes, I can't think of it off the top of my head, and I'm not looking at it right now, um, it will say federal taxes withheld. If that is not zero, you can file your tax return and get that money back. Okay. There is also a way though, if you make more than $12,950, that if you are a dependent, so you're still living at home or you're in college and your parents are still claiming you on their taxes, that then your parents can pay those taxes for you. But then that also means you don't get any money back from your tax. That wasn't Like if they withheld extra, you're not getting it back kind of thing. Your parents would end up getting it. Um, But you can file separately from your parents. You need to discuss this with your parents or guardians or whoever usually does taxes and covers you. Because if they file for you and you file for you, you can get into a hot mess of paperwork and all this other stuff trying to straighten it out. So it is best that you sit down and have a conversation with your parents about who's filing your taxes and Really, if they if nobody withheld taxes and you didn't make more than $12,950, you don't have to worry about it at all, at all. But if you did make more than that, you are going to need to file taxes. Or if somebody withheld money and you 
don't need to pay taxes, you can file your tax return and get it all back kind of thing. That is actually really helpful. Um, if you didn't know that they were withholding taxes and they did, and so you're going to get a tax return, I would really recommend investing that money in something, whether it be a savings account or did you know that if you have earned income, so you actually get a W-2, somebody's paying you to do something, um, you can open... Oh, you can open an IRA, which is an investment retirement account. You can open up a Roth IRA, which means you don't pay taxes on it when you take money out of it. You pay taxes on it now, which the general recommendation is if you can get a Roth IRA, do a Roth IRA because taxes will only increase. Taxes never really seem to decrease, if that makes sense. So if you pay taxes on it now, you don't pay taxes on it later. Um that does change how you file your taxes though sometimes depending on how much money you make and interest and things like that in your IRA and your distributions and stuff. Um, but once you have it, it's actually not too difficult to just walk through step by step. Now, if you've ever wondered why teachers make you do the whole follow instruction activities and read the paper and read the instructions, it's because you're going to have to read instructions in your life and they're not always clear. Um, Every year since I did the tax preparers course, I actually do our taxes by hand. The first year my husband did taxes on TurboTax and I did them by hand. Um, there was a slight mistake. He'll say it's more than slight. But that's why we sat down to go over them before I submitted them. It was a mathematical error. The calculator did not help me that day. Um, I have since learned my lesson. I now do every calculation three to four times on the calculator to ensure that I'm getting the same numbers. Um, but... We sit down and we go through our taxes and he asks where every number comes from. And so I have my notes, which you're supposed to keep as a tax preparer of where you get each number and things like that. And it is literally like, okay, so that tells you to go this worksheet. And then that worksheet says you're going to use this worksheet, which I found here. And then it says, depending on, you know, how much money this number is, then you need to use this versus that. And here's how I figured out which one to use and all this other craziness. It is literally one of those exercises on how to follow instructions. And once you figure out your federal taxes, state taxes tend to be way easier. It just asks you numbers from different boxes on your federal taxes, maybe a couple things that apply to the state, and that's about it. Um, but I will tell you many of the state things are those following instruction activities where it's like, do all of these steps, and at the end, just kidding, write your name on it and turn it in kind of thing. Um, there is at least four worksheets I do every single year and it's essentially, if the numbers all work out right, you get a tax deduction. Deduction. If they don't work out right, you're not getting one. And they usually don't work out right for us. And so it's like, I do all of this work and it's for nothing. But um, your W-4, so essentially the basics is you fill out your personal information, your social security number. You will need to know that information. And then generally you will select single. I select single just because my side gigs, I make money on tutoring and things like that, and there's no employer to withhold that. I am self-employed technically for that, so I do have to pay taxes on that money, but this way my day-to-day -day paycheck withholds it and pays that taxes versus me paying those taxes. Also, with me taking this year off, I'm not earning an income for half of the year or technically four months or five months out of the year, um, and so by having single withholding on my other paychecks, this will help us not have to worry about making sure there's enough into the IRS. 
where you can get into hot water is if you actually end up owing money at the end of the year. If it's a lot of money, then you have to start paying quarterly taxes and things of that sort. This can help avoid that by making sure you're having enough withheld. So again, look at your W-4. Your employer should give you a copy of it, or you can Google it. You can change this at any time. Legally, your employer has to accept a new W-4 at any point in time. They can use a modified version of this form, which is just the exact same verbiage but looks different because it's in their system differently or whatever. But at any point in time, you can talk to your HR or your boss or whoever and say, I need to double check my W-4 selections or I would like to change my W-4 selections and they have to allow you to do it. If you get paid like weekly, there's so many pay checks that they have to do before that. Essentially, they it's approximately 30 to 60 days to update your W-4. So if you're coming straight out of college, you're starting your new career or you're in high school and you just got your first job or you're switching jobs or whatever, or even if you're in an old job, you can still look at your W-4 withholdings and you can change this if you want to. So married filing jointly will not withhold enough if you are single for you to pay your taxes, if that makes sense. If you are married, then you need to sit down with your spouse, be honest about how much money everybody's making and things like that, and go through step two's worksheet. Um, but otherwise, I would just mark single and move on. Again, if you're not going to make $12,950, they don't have to withhold taxes. Some employers will automatically tell you you're not going to make that much money with me and won't do it. But just know that the option is still there. So For example, I did have a student this year who worked three different jobs at different times throughout the year and over the summer made enough money to top it over that $12,950. Not a single employer withheld any tax money, so he had to pay taxes out of pocket that he didn't really have because he wasn't prepared for that. So the big heads up if you're in high school and stuff is make sure if you're working multiple jobs that at least one is withholding money if you're going to make over $12,950. And you can still um, claim an exemption. I forget how you have to fill it out exactly, but there's a way to claim an exemption that like you didn't owe taxes last year, but you still want a little withheld because you're going to owe them this year. Or just mark down the single and if nothing else, the IRS will give you your money back at the end of the year. We will go over how to file those taxes maybe later in the spring. All right, so that was a quick one, although not too quick, on how to file your W-4. If you want to go ahead and save this episode, download it, share it with all your friends, share it with your parents who are starting a new job, all that good stuff. It's a good refresher, help walk you through the W-4 form a little bit and explain some things. Um, Plus, this is one of those papers that if you start a new job, they're going to give you an I-9, a W-4, and all these other things that you have to fill out. Um, This might help you understand and make your best selection to what fits your situation the most or help you ask which questions you need to ask. HR can sometimes help you with this. Otherwise, you can call a tax professional, and they'll usually help you with this, or ask your parents if they're used to filing their taxes. Um, in the off-season, you could probably call HR, H&R Block or TurboTax or whatever, and they'll probably answer those questions really quickly and easily for you. I don't know. Um, but that pertains to your own situation. In general, I gave you some information. So also with that, like, subscribe, share, download, spread the word, ask questions, follow me on social media. Instagram is at buzzgoesb and check it out. Also, don't be afraid to like message me a question or comment on one of my posts and ask me a question or something that you're curious about knowing more about or like 
you need advice. What do you need to advice about? And maybe I'll give you a shout out on my podcast.